Hi, welcome to Social Justice Weirdos. My name is Charlie McCorn. I use they, them, their pronouns. And I am Lenny Peppers. I use she, her, hers pronouns. This is the podcast, of course, where we explore history, culture, all that parts of everything bundled up through the lens of social justice and the weirdos who came before. I mean, that's kind of what the show is. Like, I'm not entirely sure what we actually do here, what our format is, but we have good conversations regardless. Absolutely. And I think that's really kind of how all of my jobs go, is I'm not really quite what sure what we do there, but... Yeah, I'm also grossly unqualified for all of my jobs. <laughs> so, so Lenny, uh, today, what, what are we talking about? I'm about to ruin my dream of being on the show Ancient Aliens. Oh, really? Yeah. That, that was a dream? Like, was your dream to be on that show and say, what the fuck are you idiots talking about? <laughs> yes. I've seen very little Ancient Aliens. Um, I've seen a lot of the shows like that. My brother was just on one last week. But I feel that if they had, like, any any indigenous person come onto that show, the entire thing would fucking collapse. Well, that's what I want to do. I want to show up and collapse the whole show. But first, you have to tell us about your brother's alien. Yes. Uh, check out, it's on the History Channel's uh, website, and it's available, I think, probably on, you know, however you watch television shows. I, I don't know. I'm a cord-cutting millennial. I'm ruining industries. <laughs> um, my brother, though, uh, a cord cutter in a different way, uh, cutting cords of, of uh, poachers and, and uh, trespassers, uh, works on a ranch in Deer Lodge, Montana, uh, running trail cameras uh, for various reasons. About ooh, two, two years ago at this point, uh, he captured this just sort of picture of something. Uh, I, it could be a hiker. You know, it could be a lot of things, but it looks weird. It's always sort of looked weird. And this photo uh, has sort of propelled him uh, at least the upper echelons of appearing on the History Channel, uh, where he he talks about it. The program is called The Proof is Out There, uh, which, as far as I can tell, is about a man sitting in a detective's office from the 1930s uh, talking to scientists about about how things uh, could or could not be true. My favorite part of the show is they have an anthropologist on there. Uh, who can't tell the difference between a bobcat and a mountain lion. So whatever opinion she has on my brother's photo, I, I'm not buying it. That's, okay. that's good, like, argument skills, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I so my... politely judge people when I very first meet them on whether they can tell the difference between a bobcat and a mountain lion. Uh, which is better than most people in Montana who, who judge you on how you can tell the difference between a bobcat and a grizzly. Yeah. Local college joke. Yeah, so my, bro- <laughs> so my brother's been on a show not dissimilar to that, a show that's sort of riding that, that's those same coattails. Uh, I am super excited to talk about it. Like I said, it's been my dream to be on that show just because I kind of want to go and burn it all down. But Good, also, yes. I, someone I secretly, someone needs to. <laughs> I secretly like love listening to Ancient Alien Theory. Not even secretly. I, I mean, I have a T-shirt that I wear around that says Ancient Alien Theorists. Uh, and I was able to get to one degree of separation from Giorgio Sukalos in like trying to get onto that show. Like I was able to find somebody who knew him, who was able to get my message to him. And I never was the message. I'm coming for you. (laughs) Was this message wrapped around a brick and thrown through his window? I can't tell you that legally. 
That's fair. That's fair. No more questions. <laughs> we would have to start using words like, um, like allegedly. You know, yeah, exactly. And exactly. parody slash satire, which this podcast <laughs> absolutely is. Yeah. Um, but before I get into talking about spe- like ancient alien theory specifically, we have to kind of look at where like the theory of aliens came from and, um, where, well, well, the theory of aliens building ancient architecture came from. And so there was some, uh, oh, please go. No, I just want to just, I just want to say what stupid racist is where it came from is my guess. Uh, I, that's really the short answer. And we did it. Okay. Hey, so all right. Well, that's episode another episode. Of- we'll see you next week. <laughs> we, I, I, mean, I know we say this so often that it's lost all meaning, but <laughs> is this, is this the white patriarchy's fault? Is that again, like every, you know, every episode, you know, you'd think it's going to be a different thing, but no, it all comes back together. Charlie, did you read your contract at all? We're not uh, allowed to say white patriarchy on this show. <laughs> oh, that's right. I forget we exist on, yeah. on the internet where, where people yeah. will, will do terrible things to you if you try to dare threaten the idea of, of a white uh, patriarchy ruining yeah. and poisoning every part of culture. Yeah, they, they have asked us not to do that and put it in our contract. Well, and a, as they. women, we have to listen to the men. So <laughs> that's, I don't, you know, I don't like it, but that's the way the patriarchy put it. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to have to cut that out. That's fair. That's fine. (laughs) Come at me, patriarchy. (laughs) Charlie McCorn. Enemy of the patriarchy. You know what? James, leave that in there. (laughs) (laughs) James, give me a cool sound effect when I call myself the enemy of the patriarchy. Like some explosions or a cool electric guitar riff? (laughs) Oh, guitar riff. All the way. (laughs) All the way. And leave all this in, too, so people understand our process. Yeah. Um, okay, so back to what we were talking about. In 1882, a decade before um, the Smithsonian debunked the race of the mound builders, a Minnesota congressman and writer named Ignatius Loyola Donnelly published Atlantis, the antediluvian world. Is that how you pronounce it? Mm, Antediluvian, a word I only know from golf tabletop role-playing games in the early 2000s. It provided another and more elaborate theory of like an Aryan super civilization that diffused technology to the rest of the world. And so they kind of planted this idea that aliens could have come to Earth and built Atlantis. So that gained traction following the debunking of the the mound builders theories and the mound builder theory comes from early american history where they were able to find these mounds in cahokia and they were like oh well then clearly native americans couldn't have built these mounds it must have been europeans that came over to the united states and it was a lost civilization of white people who came over to Illinois is where the mounds are. So they, so, mounds. so the theory was a secret race of Europeans predating, predating both Colombian uh, intervention in the North America and indigenous peoples came over and said, you know what we're here to do? We're here to build some mounds. Yep. And so like the idea is that like white people built all of the things that that's the, that that's so <laughs> fucking stupid i'm sorry that's so fucking stupid 
And actually, Andrew Jackson like was a big proponent of like this mounted like lost mountainfielders theory. Andrew Jackson? Uh huh. That doesn't sound like Andrew <laughs> Trail of Tears Jackson to me. Um, it doesn't. But we're gonna have to believe that that was true for the sake complex of the rest history, of this episode. Complex history. <laughs> um. So after that was debunked, there was um alien creatures coming in through fantasy writing like H.G. Wells' War of the Worlds. And um, and then like other ones came out like Edison's Conquest of Mars and stuff like that. Sure. John Carter, of course, hanging out on Mars. They started looking at this other theory about aliens coming to Earth to build um, Atlantis and kind of thinking about it like on a larger level but nobody really did much about it until like the 1960s and 1970s when Eric von Daniken and Zacharia Sitchin I'm I cannot say that name I feel really really bad it's okay but, if, the, if they were names from an old tabletop role-playing game I'd be able to help you out here I, I am no good uh, but they put a twist on myths about Aryan visitors from lost civilizations predating the last ice age so a group of Aryan supermen settled in Illinois, built some mounds, and then left without any other trace is the theory. And, and so, so what you're saying is like, so everyone had this idea, like, well, na- well, the indigenous peoples could not have built these mounds. So it must have been a race of, of pre-atomic Aryan supermen. Yes. And then once we started writing science fiction, people were like, well, actually, no. Obviously, it was aliens. That yeah. is ridiculous. And that's where we come in in like the 1960s, 1970s with Chariots of the Gods, the book by Von Dunnigan. And it was extremely popular and it suggested that extraterrestrial life forms, not humans, built structures associated with our ancient civilizations. And then that was kind of followed up with like a series of other books and was kind of all built on like these theories that came from science fiction. That is, as, a, as, as someone who has enjoyed science fiction at various points in their life, this is why people call you nerds. Like, hey, <laughs> hey, nerds, like, get out of your fantasy world and look at the real world. This is exactly what happens when, when nerds get too much power. This is unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. It is, though. I mean, it 100% is. Someone and... needs to go back. Someone needs to invent a time machine and go back and, like, bully these, bully these nerds out of doing this terrible thing that's that's erasing actual human culture and history. Well, I don't personally have a time machine, but I plan on just doing it in real time. And so if we could get somebody to just start filming me, like do a Lenny show, just building up to this moment mm-hmm. where I finally get to meet them and then blow up their whole theory, it would be cool. Uh, it's also my dream to get my own TV series, though. So I'm also I'm also sure that if you had a time machine, there's probably a lot of other things that you would be you'd be taking care of in the past. I <laughs> no, mean, no. I know ancient aliens. It's annoying. I'm sure there's other stuff. I know we no. can't talk about that because of the contract we signed with the patriarchy. <laughs> I know we can't talk about those things that you would do, but um, yes, um, I should also mention that when it comes to science fiction, when Native Americans, and I can't obviously speak broadly, but Specifically, as a Native American, when I consume science fiction, I watch it with the understanding that alien movies are always about colonialism. And I know that I say everything's about colonialism, but (laughs) alien movies are about colonialism. (laughs) And American alien films are specifically about cowboys and Indians. Interesting. Um, I 
I never thought of it from that perspective before. I've seen obviously aliens, the alien narrative in colonialism. There's a great book uh, that we'll, we'll put in, in the uh, episode description here mm-hmm. uh, about Afrofuturism uh, that came out uh, a few years ago. And that book I thought was really interesting about talking about the African-American experience, which again, not speaking for, uh, but sort of the idea of this story of like abduction being taken by this technologically superior civilization you know, for things that are sort of outside of, of your worldview and, and sort of the terror and horror that goes on with that. And so it's so interesting that sort of the, the fears that are sort of compounded and sort of created by these like archetypes of the invading alien or, or the colonial, you know, invader are so much now kind of like being powered by the descendants of the creators of that, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Historically, a settler colonial structure of feeling with presumed property rights over like Indian land when it comes to Native Americans, uh, labor and culture shaped mass media that we see today on natives from like early photos to films. And so Native Americans have also developed like this resistance to fight back against science fiction representations of ourselves and we have some like really awesome uh, Native American sci-fi like shorts and feature films coming out of it and I will totally talk more about those someday but if I if I dive into that we're never going to get out of this (laughs) fair enough fair enough (laughs) but when it came to Native peoples and modern media Uh, Modern media tends to reproduce imperialist fantasies that significantly qualify claims for their own novelty. Speculation about alien visitation and abduction draws upon history of conquest. And so uh, incorrect ideological claims that Indian people have not survived imperialism. There was an interview with this doctor, Seth Shostak, of the Search for the Extraterrestrial Intelligence Institute, SETI. Yeah, when asked if alien visitors would be friendly, responded that, quote, the history of such expeditions on Earth has always been that it is better to be the visitor than the visitee. Consider the Indians of North and South America. Their societies didn't survive contact with the Europeans, even in those few instances when the latter weren't deliberately malicious. That's a scary thought. Yeah, and so basically he's claiming that, first off, Incorrectly, Indian peoples didn't survive European imperialism, which I'm here. That's news to me. Right uh, now. <laughs> that's news to me, having having known, known you for so many years and <laughs> so many he, people. He also kind of admits that aliens are to humans as Europeans are to Indians. And so that's the way that I've always kind of viewed this entire thing. Oh, wow. And a weird thing about like actual abductees is like they're usually predominantly like white people. They frequently claim to have a particular affinity for Indian peoples and spiritualities, even argue that in prior lives that they were Native Americans. Hang on. So so you're telling me that there are aliens coming down, abducting white people and being like, hey, let me tell you about my spirit animal. (laughs) I mean, kind of. I mean, there's like there's definitely some crossover, which I wasn't able to dig deep enough to find. Uh, and the other thing is, is others believe that Indian shamans are in that intimate with or have privileged access to extraterrestrial worlds. And so natives are working with aliens, which if we were, 
we would still run the site of the world. Just yeah, <laughs> I, I would say, I mean, I mean, you're one, you're one of my, my best friends. If you were working with aliens, I feel like you would have told me by now. Uh, yes, I totally would have told you by now. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the problem with these theories is that um, they undermine the agency of non-European cultures and our sciences and our intellect. And they completely erase all of our achievements. That is awful. And it, it's just, I guess, endemic of, of this idea that, I, I guess, sort of the, and if I'm speaking out of turn here, please let me know, but the idea or sort of this feeling of at every possible aspect, like Native peoples are just getting fucked by, by everything. It's like, well... It's either you're getting fucked because we believe that you were destroyed or you don't exist anymore, or you're fucked because of all the, you know, systemic issues that are sort of causing all of the issues that are disproportionately affecting Native Americans. And it's, there's like no, like, it seems like no good balance to that. And that is so awful. And, and, and it's like something that we all kind of know, at least I hope that we all know, but sort of really see it in this context tied to this thing dating back across multiple, like, art forms and genres and histories and theories and, and interests and so many fucking nerds. So many nerds. <laughs> yes. Uh, in fact, I'm in an archaea. Well, it's a social justice in anthropology. That's the name of this class that I'm taking right now, but I call it my anthropologist's class. <laughs> and, and that's essentially what it is. It's like, we are so sorry. How can we be better? <laughs> hey, sorry about the last mm, 200 years of everything. Hey, sorry about <laughs> phrenology. Sorry, hey, sorry, yeah. about, sorry about that. <laughs> yep. Uh, sorry about that land bridge theory. Heard Leechka, yeah, I'm uh, looking at you. Boy, hey, you know what? Sorry about justifying racism. That's anthropology's bad. That's our bad. Sorry for justifying genocide. You know, anthropologists could have done better. Yeah. Well, that's that's basically what the class is. Um, so back to what we were talking about, which is definitely still relevant to, to that class. But like, and, and this, actually that class is kind of what got me thinking about all of this. Um, they started putting episodes of different shows on television. And in all of them, there's like this underlying ethnic bias against people of color that many white people don't even recognize uh, when the magnificent achievements of the ancient world are attributed to aliens instead of like Native American people. And what really bothers me about this is that people are more likely to acknowledge that Native, that that all of our ancient sites, every accomplishment that we ever did was done by aliens instead of indigenous people. That's, do you think it's because, just sort of spitballing here, do you think that maybe that's a cultural thing in, and not obviously excuse, uh, excusing or making excuses for anything, but it's so much easier to just think like, oh, aliens did this because if aliens did these things, we don't have to address our own history of genocide and in inequality. Oh, yeah, there's definitely like escapism through conspiracy theory here that is happening, which is why like even me, a Native American, enjoys watching ancient alien theory all the time. Sure. But 
the this actual show featured a mix of mostly white male conspiracy theorists posing harmful questions about the legitimacy of human involvement in archaeological structures. And Which, as we've of, learned, as we've learned, mostly white male conspiracy theorists are obviously <laughs> the people that we do not want to trust with fucking anything. Yes, absolutely. And uh, I hadn't actually thought about it, but like looking back at the show, it absolutely is just exactly that. And they're kind of pointing out all of these like racial biases. But Von Donegan himself, who is still a paid producer on the show, actually capitalizes on the racism on these uh, different shows. That's that is so fucked up. And it spawned like it spawned a whole like like it spawned such a genre of television and movement. My my brother got to be on TV because of it. Mm-hmm. it it's yeah. wild. Like like I think about when I was a kid and the shows that were on the History Channel that I would have loved to watch now, but now that I'm an adult, the shit on the History Channel is all fucking garbage. There's no fairness there. There isn't. Um, basically, what they're doing is like they're recoding colonization. And like presenting it as something else and erasing culture in the process of doing that. And I know that they're interchangeable. I know that they are they are both representations of sort of the same ideas. But do you think it's better or worse that we went to aliens instead of the uh, the pre-Columbian Aryan supermen? <laughs> like, um, like as conspiracy theories go, they're both fucked up. They're both, I think, reductive. They're definitely erasing huge parts of, of, of actual culture and actual people. I but I did, feel like one's better than the other. I did ask myself this question while I was going through this research, and I came up with the conclusion that it's actually better. Because this actually, uh, even though the show originally started off with Eric Dunton Vonnegut, who has extremely racist views, which I could tell you about in a second, but... Um, <laughs> oh, Oh, boy. <laughs> Uh, and that, but it originally started out with these like male white conspiracy theorists talking about like um, indigenous cultures. And somebody at some point pointed out they're like, hey, this is kind of racist because you're only talking about indigenous people. And then, like, after several seasons, they started adding in uh, like non indigenous architecture and stuff like that. And the, um, like Aryan, some Aryan leaders got really, really upset about that. And it's like, <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> it was okay when it was just about them, but you're now you're taking away, you're like erasing our culture. And then there's me sitting over here, like, so you admit they were taking away our, <laughs> they were erasing our culture. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they responded very well to that logic, <laughs> which they're famous for. Those those giant whiny piss babies. <laughs> Von Donegan actually published a second book called Signs of the Gods? Question mark. The Ooh, da- I love any book with a question mark in the title. <laughs> yeah. In 1979, where he, uh, more of his like racial views are like more boldly stated. One of the questions was, was the Black race a failure and did the extraterrestrials change the genetic code by gene surgery and then program a white or yellow race? The way these 
fucking I'm sorry to be so swearing on this episode, but the way that people like do these like backflips and jump through all of these hoops just to not accept the humanity of people that look a little different than them never ceases to make my jaw hit the ground. Yeah. He actually like talks about like the innate talents of certain races. Like he specifically mentions um that black like, he says all black people are musical. That they have rhythm in their blood. And then he also consistently uses the term, quote, Negroid race, unquote, in comparison with, quote, Caucasians, unquote. Which which is its own, like, whole history and, you know, the way that we have uh, designated races. The history of that is is way deeper than I think we we have time for. Yeah. That is that is that is wild. And what application do you think we can take with this new knowledge? And, and in, today's, in today's world, like aside from, you know, like, ha-ha, laughing at these, these shitty, like, racist History Channel shows, I, I think that, like, the lesson that I want to take out of this, I, I think, is that let's all quit, like, jumping through hoops and bending over backwards and doing these incredible stretches of phantological logic, phantologic, if you will, to, to not understand like the common humanity of everybody. Exactly. Like, it's, it's startling how much people will just sort of other eyes and separate people and just do all of this mental gymnastics when it's just so much easier to recognize the inherent value, worth, individuality, and uniqueness of, of all peoples. It's that's, that's the lesson I'm getting from this. Like one, the truth is out there and the truth is Jesus Christ, we got to turn this around. Like the, the yeah. truth is racism <laughs> is terrible. Why won't people understand this? Uh, my take is, is that people need to um, recognize indigenous intellectual ownership of our things that we've created and to um, attribute them to who they need to be attributed for but also recognize that there is still this isn't like a harmless belief there is actual still like it affects us to this day there is a spectrum of western denialism used to rescind or reallocate our accomplishments and there's actually like laws passed that like um are based on the biases that we didn't do anything with the land or we did it. We can't do that. We're lazy or, you know, all these other things that we don't have the abilities to do all the same things that anyone else could do. Wow. I very, very well said an excellent point. Yeah. And so that's what I have on this, this episode. I uh, was going to mention that uh, Von Donegan also spent a little stint in jail for fraud um, as well, and keeping in mind that he's still getting paid to do this show that um, has real effects on Indigenous people today. Wow, that is that is a lot. Yeah. Uh, but that's that is that is a, that is a lot. Um, Lenny, thank you so much for doing the research, and thank you so much for for talking about uh, this subject. Uh, I I learned a lot. I I learned an absolute lot here, and, uh, and I, hope, I did too. I'm hope so sad. I'm, I yeah I feel I bummed aliens. out <laughs> yeah like I'm I am I am so bummed out one to learn that you aren't secretly working with aliens 
I know, me too. That was why I was bummed out too. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, that's going to bring us to the end of another episode of this here podcast. Uh, Lenny, again, thank you so much. And thank you to our listener. If you like our show, please give us a rating wherever you listen to it. And please make sure to follow us on social media. We'll have updates, photos, bios of the cast and crew. And by cast and crew, I mean, I think Lenny and I and our editor, James, uh, which would put in another cool guitar squeal when I say Charlie McCorn. <laughs> enemy of the patriarchy. <laughs> yes. James, put one of those at the end too. Uh, and I guess if there's, uh, is there anything else we need to plug or add? Uh, well, I would love to know what our next uh, episode is going to be about. You know what? It's been long, long hinted on this podcast, but it's uh, one that's near and dear to my heart. I am talking about one of my all-time favorite film directors, uh, an openly gay film director in 1930s Hollywood who created two of the most indelible films ever put on the silver screen. That's right. We're talking about the man, the myth, the legend, James Whale. I'm so excited. Okay. It's going to be a good conversation. I look forward to it, and I look forward to reconvening. So, uh, my name is Charlie McCorn. Enemy of the patriarchy. And I'm Lenny Peppers. This has been Social Justice Weirdos. Remember, if you can't change the world, you can at least throw a brick. <laughs> <laughs>